Not sure that's the word I'd use. <laughs> uh, interesting times. That's the term for the Chinese. That was the term. Um, welcome to Star Trek Europa. We have been off for a couple of weeks now due to technical issues. We are missing one player today because of technical issues. And uh, Kendall will also not be back next week or the week after due to vacationing issues. Um, however, that does not preclude us from getting moving forward with today's storyline uh, and uh, trying to have a little fun. Hopefully everybody has a good time. Hopefully everyone enjoyed their break i guess or has had a chance to go back and watch previous episodes so they're caught up on everything that's going on um i am your host as always dr rpg jeff harvey uh this is studio i am studio tembo otherwise known uh you can find me in all the places online the social medias there's a link tree uh, slash studio tembo uh there's also patreons and all the other stuff you can find me you just go look and you can find it um yeah, let's go ahead and start doing introductions. Uh, we did a recap last time. We'll probably do another fast recap since that episode got deleted. Um, but let's go ahead and do introductions and start with Brian. Hi, my name is Brian. I'm playing uh, 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 characters such as uh, Ensign Yezabeth Page and Lieutenant Milani Silva, amongst uh, other characters. Uh, the thing I will plug is Touching Grass. It's nice. Yes, it is. Uh, Evelyn. I am Evelyn. You can find me at Caffeinatrix on TikTok. You can also find me over on the St. Pete by Night server on Twitch. Um, we have a stream, well, not a stream, we have some pre recorded episodes coming on Thursday um, of a triple strike that's happening over the next couple of days. Um, and then a few other cool things to wrap our new season or our final season. Um, and I'm playing Dr. Dasavi Onayet, our chief medical officer, as well as Lieutenant Mills, security, and Ensign O'Connor. Oh, Jack. Hello. Yes, I'm Jack. That is me. Uh, I do my own thing on the interwebs as well. You can find all the stuff I do over at twitch.tv slash RPGs Uncovered and over on YouTube at the same name where I have all of my previous VODs and previous seasons and all of that. Uh, I run RPGs Uncovered, a series dedicated to showing just how quick and easy it can be to learn a new TTRPG. My focus is helping to helping you to find your next favorite game around your table. Uh, you know, just go look and do it. I help you teach games. I make tutorials. We do creator interviews looking at uh, upcoming Kickstarters and whatnot. It's great stuff, but we've been away for this for far too long. I want to get back in some into some Star Trek, so I will be playing Captain Arani Ambrose today, as well as uh, Lieutenant Tong, maybe a few other cool characters will show up. So uh, I'm ready to jump right back into this. Cool. Uh, we tried to do a recap last session. We did as much as we could, but let's go ahead and do as much of a quick recap as we can, since that episode never really aired due to technical issues. Anybody got the recap from up to now, I guess? Last episode, anything like that? Um, let me see if I can find it, because I pulled up what I thought was the last one, only to realize that there was nothing other than a single bullet point, because we didn't go anywhere. Mm. Well, yeah. um, last thing we did was finish up uh, Yezabeth's whole yes. family yes. issue. Yep. Um... Uh, you got that? I got that. If uh, yeah, go yeah, if you got it, okay. I have wall of text. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Yesbeth Hage, who was previously Captain Jorad Hage, Jorad Hage, who had a wife and a family and all that, uh, 
the late Jorad's wife came to Yezbeth, uh, wanting wanting her to look into a problem with their son's involvement in some possible trill terrorist organization, uh, or or people's trill. Liberation Army or something like that. I don't remember what it's called. Um, yeah. Uh, fancy word for trill terrorists. Um, that's what it was. You, you know, they're not cool people. <laughs> um, that was a whole big thing. He was he was uh, he was fleeing from Trill because he was he was wanted for killing some guy. Uh, we found him over on some planet that was getting ready to explode or something. We didn't really look into that too much. That was not what we were there for. Uh, we took him back to Trill. He was under arrest. Uh, and then we uh, we started to put together some of the pieces. Tong went into custody for a little bit because he tried to do a shadow run and it didn't work out work out all that well because he's Tong. Uh, he tried to impersonate a hollow novelist who helped to uh, create the fake security videos and whatnot for the event. Uh, he was found out, taken into custody. We had he he met either the most incompetent police officer or the most incompetent double agent police officer he's ever known. Uh, you know, at, at least at least from from him and uh, or, or me and me and Tong's perspective, I'm sure it was much better put out there. Uh, for everybody else. Uh, but do, while Tong was rotting away in a dank prison cell somewhere, everybody else was figuring out that there was a whole big trill and symbiont love pentagram or something that was going on. Uh, the person who was killed had a symbiote. He uh, he exiled a few other people who had symbiotes who were in multiple different relationships with each other over different generations of trill symbiosis. It was a whole thing. Uh, eventually, one of those symbionts made it back inside uh, Oslo, who was the guy leading the trill for a prosperous future uh, and was using that was using using uh, Hage's Jurad's son as a, as a sort of scapegoat to allow him to set up his his actual plan was just, which was planting bobs at the at the Trill pool sites and uh, they managed to figure out, figure that out. We tracked him down with uh, with the pod scanner and uh, disabled the bombs. He tried to flee. I brought him. Tong brought him back with a transporter, and then uh, Yezbeth talked him down with uh, with proper heroics, disarmed the bombs, took him into custody, and the day was saved. Yep, sounds about right. You want to add or subtract anything from that? All right. I would like to subtract all of my ums. <laughs> I'm not going back and editing. We'll fix that in post. Right. We won't fix that in post. It's not. Right. It's not fixing that in post. No. <laughs> Repeat it now. Let's see, because also that I have to go back to all my ums. Let's go ahead and start this episode out. Uh, we were talked originally about doing this with Tong, Silva, Tana, and a few others. But uh, since Tana, we're not going to have. It'll be Tong, Silva, and Mills. Um, you guys are on a planet. Uh, it is in the Orion region uh, under Orion, Orion Syndicate control, or at least tangentially Orion Syndicate control. Um, it is a dark kind of noirish, rainy world that is right at home in shadow run actually um a lot of neon type signs and and think uh star wars is nar shada but darker and star trekky um so darker and brighter i guess um darker and cleaner that's the word 
Uh, you have been you've gone to the planet uh, in an attempt to find additional information on the whereabouts of one Daemon Lupek, who, as some will recall, fled uh, the attack of Gothmara a few episodes back um, when. After we stole all of his stuff. After you stole all of his, or around the same time as you were stealing all of his stuff. <laughs> Repossessed the highly dangerous medical supplies. <laughs> you guys still have it. Uh-huh. Because um, uh, we, we, never, we never determined any other usage for it at the moment. But No, we were doing some some things. I'd have to go back and look. You were, we were finding it. And, yeah. It was more pure and met Starfleet standards, mostly. Um. But you guys weren't taking it to Starbase. That, that, that was not something we were doing yet. Um, so as far as I'm aware, it's still on board. Um, but Silva has a contact on this world in the syndicate. Uh, and the, the belief is that the, they may know more. Um, Starfleet Intelligence, rather than using uh, their own agents, have decided that it was best to use Silva and the Europa's growing reputation for its uh, clandestine operations. Uh, since uh, since Silver already had a connection on the planet, um, Brian, I believe I sent you stuff last time. I don't, hope you still have it. I do. Um, but you guys are in what is essentially a, a, an old rundown motel, I guess, for lack of better terminology, um, hanging out, waiting for the return of Silva and her peeps. Um, uh, anything you guys want to talk about beforehand? We can do, and then we'll have the the uh the things take forward but i any any off the cuff role playing you guys want to do and that would be a good time to do it while i reread my notes so, so silva has not arrived in the seat yeah my- yeah pretty much it would be just mills and tong at the moment uh the hum from all this neon is driving me crazy earplugs yeah that oh. it have to be really big they're Ferengi. They're more like corks. They're really uncomfortable. Oh. Big wad of cotton. Uh, we might have yeah, I guess. something in the med kit. Go rummage around for things. As you're digging through the, the med kit looking for anything to, to help reduce the stimulations on those giant lobes, uh, Silva can, uh, can enter back in uh, with... Uh, a young man who is also, I uh, believe, a Joran. Uh, so uh, we'll um, uh, push the hood over her head as she walks uh, walks in, and uh, quickly glance back just to make sure that nobody uh, is looking and usher Danny inside. Who's your friend? <laughs> we go way back. You know. Way back before Starfleet. I'm Denny. Uh, I'm. Uh, he's looking at the two of you. Uh, Denny, you can trust them. Yeah. Uh, I work for um, an Orion named Misha. Misha knows Lupek. I assume you're looking for Lupac. So it tells me you're looking for Lupac. Yeah. Yes. Um, before I tell you anything, though, I need some assurances that this isn't going to come back on anybody here. This is not. We were never here. 
This is not the kind of place that Starfleet normally comes. You know what I mean? Uh, Starfleet doesn't really have a reputation for working with the Orions either. So, I mean, you know, probably wouldn't look great on us either. That's probably the time it works with you guys. They get killed. All right. All right. Not everyone. Blue Pack got involved with some kind of scary warlord out in the expanse. I don't know. He he was scared, though. I mean, really scared. He called in all of his favors and pulled more than a few uh, markers in from the syndicate. Stuff that guys like Misha aren't think guys you take favors from. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. He was desperate. And it, it sounded like he was on a pretty strict deadline, too. Uh, something he had to deliver, and he didn't have a lot of time to do it. Normally, Lupex, Lupex deals in rare metals and scrap ships and stuff like that, but uh, somehow he, he somehow he normally gets the supply of nice Borg tech. He, he sells it to the guys out here in the syndicate for whatever usage. And, and I know that Misha was selling it to. But that doesn't matter who he's selling it to, but this warlord um, goes by the name of Jakari, from what I hear. He was interested in trading some goods. Uh, that would appeal more to a broader range of powers, I guess. Um, I, I don't have any details, but it sounded like these guys were primarily working on some sort of barter system. Oh. Um, they don't use a lot of universal currencies like latinum, so... You, you cut out in the beginning of that. Okay, and kind of in... Hang on one sec. Alright. Oh, no. <laughs> Did I freeze out? Yeah. yeah. Alright. Stand by. Come on. I think we lost you. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you're back now. There you go. All right, hopefully. <sighs> New internet and everything, you know? Uh, anyway, she says, I don't have a lot of details, but it sounded like these guys primarily work on some kind of barter system. Um, they don't have any kind of like universal currency like Latinum or anything. Who, who guys? These, uh, this warlord by his people go by the name. He goes by the name of Jakari. Did you catch that? Yes. All right. Um, I guess that that's where the gel came in. Uh, it's some way to create kind of a universal value to everybody because it can be used in so many different kinds of advanced tech. I guess that's kind of where Lupex was, was headed. With um, I don't know if we really want biomimetic gel being used as a currency. That sounds bad. Well, really bad. It took some doing, but I got a location for this group, the Jakari. Um, this is everything he hands. Uh, he hands you a data pad. He hands a data pad to Silva. This is everything the syndicate has on Lupec that I can get a hold of. Some sort of space station called the Bazaar. The real nasty people really go out there. They're called the, I don't know, the, the Bishari. Um, the syndicate's been trying to, to get a foothold there, but nobody's survived long enough to make any solid connections. I'm not sure how Lupec did it, but if, that's, if he's going to go somewhere, I'm guessing that's where he'd go. He was the only person that the syndicate had any dealings with that has been able to get any real connection so far. Um, well, leave it to a Frangie. Don't mess this up. 
this is proprietary information that the syndicates acquired. If they find out that you have it, or anybody who was remotely related to giving it to you, it'll be really, really bad. Danny, Danny, don't worry about it. We got you. You can trust me. Well, you could do a favor for me, too. You get in there and get a contact. You give it back to me, and I'll take it to Misha. This would be a really big step. Help me really solidify where I'm at. Yeah, no problem. All right. Anything else? No, I'll walk them to the door. Be careful. You too, Danny. He pulls the hood back over his face and goes out the door and Burkle's behind him. Turn back to the others and said, See, I told you. Why do you know someone in the Orion Syndicate? Sometimes it's better not to I mean, ask questions. I know people in the Orion Syndicate, so I guess that's fair. All right. Look. Are we really going to help him? Because that... It'll, a little bit of a little bit of information never hurt anyone. Besides, <laughs> Denny's a good guy. Trust me. Nobody nobody joined up with my people unless they had a good heart. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, so Yazabeth, and who else I said? Um, Connor. In the science lab, in the, in the, uh, the main uh, labs, uh, we have a bunch of people who are focused on getting information about various cultural uh, entities, trying to break down the information the syndicate has on the Bishari, as well as the information that Starfleet has gathered. So that is Vren, Yazabeth, and O'Connor. And Eva, probably. Most likely. So there we go. Um, you guys are in the the uh the planetary not planetary science, the uh anthropological <laughs> science department. I don't know if he's even hearing nope, us. I don't Who's it me? Stand by. Oh man. What the fuck? I don't know, folks. See. I know, I think Twitch can still hear me, hopefully. I know that the recording is still hearing me, but for some reason, Discord, this this is a Discord issue with here, I think, but... Is it? You know? Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I was still going on my end. I don't know about your guys' end, but there we go. 
much. Um, you guys are in the uh, ath- uh, anthropological sciences department um, going over the information uh, about the information that you've gathered on the Bishery so far, both the stuff that Denny gave you and the information that Starfleet has provided previously. So if you want to go ahead and give me a roll, um, I can start answering questions and you guys can have conversations about what you know about the Bishari. Um, this would be an anthropological science role, so I'm guessing science and... I don't know. Reason? Sure. With an anthropological bent, so that could be something that Isaiah, Elizabeth, or Ren? Uh, Ren has a focus in xenoanthropology. Uh, I, I feel like she should do the lead. Okay. And then you guys can both assist Silk in the ship if one of them wants to roll the ship. Nice. Well, before we start parsing through any of this data, it may be advantageous for all of us to understand the baseline thought patterns of this society. We should start formulating and processing various cultural and historical events as we know them and compare them to the evolution of language. That should allow us a baseline into their mode of thinking. Toshari, huh? Toshari. Yes. I was trying to figure out if, if the Bishari sounded familiar because we encountered them before or because it sounds like Toshari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the I will remind you that the Bishari are the race, the people that you've heard about in the in the the, the boogeyman of the of the expanse you guys have heard about a couple times, and you have seen their ships once before. Oh. Not you didn't do anything with them, but you've seen them. Just gonna just gonna roll. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh no, I don't have Ren pulled up because I never use Ren. There she is. I'm guessing my, no. I'm going to leave my virtual cam off, guys, because it appears to be causing problems. Gotcha. Uh, reason. Science. Xenoanthropology. Uh, I have studious. Whenever I spend momentum to obtain information, I can ask additional question. I don't need to do that beforehand. That's a buy I can spend afterwards. Gotcha. I love that one. Yeah. The complication. Complication. And three successes, uh, which is sufficient. Um, plus, you get the extra for the studious. Um, and the ship can also roll one. If, you, if Brian, you want to roll the ship. Sure. Computers and uh, science. Yeah. All right. So that's four total successes plus one complication. Um, I'm not sure what to do with the complication right now, but we'll figure it out. Uh, so you get the basic <laughs> understanding that uh, um, the missionary are a long-established race in the region. Uh, they are warlike. Their culture appears to be based on a sense of war aggression. Uh, War and aggression elevated to almost religious levels. Um, they are predatory species. Um, they actually appear to, according to the information you have from, from Denny, uh, they appear to be very similar, if not nearly identical in appearance to the um, the Cadians, the Cadians. So, Amathi's race. The Bishari are cat people? The Bishari are cat people. Mm. I vaguely recall, recall them from one of our adventures. Tell me if this is the right one. When the shuttle got lost in the Delta Quadrant, 
wasn't there like some race that or some aliens that were threatening us? Uh, they were still on your side when you guys were, when the shuttle was in the Delta Quadrant, there was mm-hmm. a ship that came in while you guys were in, in Maelstrom that kind of flew by, did a little bit of a threatening action and then left. That was the Missouri ships, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, you learn that there are, th- the, they live on three desert worlds. You don't have the names of those worlds right now. Um, but they are they are a predator species. They are they are very much in a, an aggressive. Um, they're cats. They they act like big cats. So, um, they're very. Uh, the syndicate seems to believe that they are extremely, extremely dangerous in that they are fickle and possibly carnivorous. And well, definitely carnivorous. But as in, they will eat cannibalistic uh, people that bite them. Mm. So. Uh, you can ask any questions you like. I have a ton of bullet points here, so feel free to ask questions. Uh, so, if, if we got a pretty good read on their ships before, uh, can we? Can we uh, I, I would like to ask uh, how advanced are their ships relative to the Federation? Um, you've seen their smaller vessels, and their smaller ships are there. They're not technologically advanced as far as in in areas of. Um, like science and research, but they're extremely potent in conflict. Like they appear to have very powerful weapons and substantial shields. Their hulls aren't necessarily very strong, but they're hard to get past their energy shields and their weaponry. Um, and they, you don't know how they attack really, but uh, the information you get from Denny's reports is when they attack, they tend to attack in um, swarms. So when they're smaller ships, they're not, they're not shuttlecraft small. They're, they're like, Miranda small um, when they attack with all they attack extremely aggressively and they have extremely high firepower. Um, so they are dangerous to, to Federation ships. They, they probably don't have replicator technology. They probably don't have a lot of that more advanced stuff. Um, and just given what the region is like, you probably would expect that they're not. They're, they're much like the, uh, the people, the Hidali, mm. the, the people. Uh, their technology is somewhat um, uh, counterintuitive. Like they have a lot of powerful stuff, but it isn't necessarily that advanced. Asymmetrical advancement. That is the word I'm looking for. Asymmetrical. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, if we're done with that, could we also get uh, like a societal code of honor, code of conduct, how to work with these people? Somewhat. Um, they are very xenophobic. They consider all other races one of two categories out of the, uh, the Akuta, which means prey food, or the Bach, meaning predator. Um, in both cases, they usually desire uh, to either be conquered or destroyed. Um, if you are a prey food, you are to be conquered and eaten. If you are a, a predator, you are a threat to them and should be destroyed. Um, so they're very difficult to work with in that way. So they, they, the best thing that anyone has found so far is to be light, respectful, and, um, but not, but hold your ground, be a, a kind of a forceful, um, to be, it's better to be seen as a predator than to be seen as prey is what they come down to. Cling on diplomacy. Very much like cling on diplomacy. Although, uh, Again, since the syndicate is the primary source of this, they d- and no one has survived really much encounters with them other than Lupek. It's kind of a grain of salt. Um, 
they do say what is Bashiri are predators. Uh, even though they don't have to hunt for physical food themselves anymore, the predatory nature is expressed in their instincts, thinking, manners, rituals, and ways of fighting. Their existence is predicated upon the conquest and clear definition of superiority and inferiority. That helps. Any other questions? That's two you guys have. I think you have three more. Are there... So they're, they're from a... They're from desert worlds. Have they conquered any neighbors for ter- for non-territorial reasons? Yes, uh, for non-territorial reasons, for mostly for food, mm. and they also control a massive space station um, called the Bazaar. Um, it's right. an absolutely massive station. And from what you can tell, it is they also use that for a lot of farming and. I mean, they're not farming it, but the people they have conquered are farming it for them. Uh, that sort of thing. Boy, I'm having a hard time imagining why other races would uh, treat it on friendly terms with them, but they, they control this massive station. Uh, um, you do have some specifics on Jakari also. Um, Jakari is known as Lupek's primary, primary contact. Lupek has stated that Jakari is one of the most powerful warlords um, and one of the few to trade in scientific technologies that he's encountered. Mm. Jakari was supposed to get a bunch of myomatic gel and did not. So. Mm. Yeah, sounds like a guy. Any other questions? You still have, you still have three. Um, we could bank the rest. You could bank them. You can ask additional questions about the the missionary themselves, Chikari, or the station, or anything else you guys can think of. Yeah, could we? Um, yeah, the station. What sort of information do we have on the station? Uh, this is something that that Ambrose would ask for rather than than for Ren. But stuff like tactical assessments and you know internal layouts and weak points and and you know if we need to either take the station or quickly leave from the station or defend ourselves from the station. Yeah. So then it is known there's a huge space station in the system. Um, there are also supposedly reports of stabilized wormholes in the region. Um, the station is considered neutral ground for all the Bishari. Uh, there are no wars, no fighting, relatively no fighting on the, on the station itself. It's called the Bazaar. Uh, B-A-Z-A-R-R. A-A-R, sorry. You know, like a bazaar. Um, and there are several... Uh, there are severe. There is severe intolerance for the drawing of blood unless it is in what they call the arena, um, ritualized versions of combat, or against any of the ukata. If you are an ukata, you're just spare parts, anyways. So, so that that only it, that that rule drawing of blood only applies to the bashari themselves. The to the anyone it's considered a bach, which is a prey. Anyone who is on on uh, the predator level, um, which the bashari will determine when they meet you, kind of thing. It's kind of how they view okay. their species. 
Gotcha. If you are if you are put into if you are classified early on into the prey category, it is very difficult to get out of that category, and you don't get any rights or privileges extended to you. Your your fair game. Gotcha. So it's time to be considered a predator pretty quickly. <laughs> Sounds like it's time for a Vulcan hello. <laughs> um, any other questions? You guys have two, two left. I think I'm good. I'm okay banking the rest. Yeah. Okay. We'll bank those two. Um, you guys are headed to, uh, to the station. Anything you guys want to discuss or have uh, any scenes before you get there? The intent here had been to have the SSH and Eleanor have a conversation, but since Eleanor is not here, and he went outside. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, we can just arrive at the station. At the bazaar. At the bazaar. Okay. Yeah, we are coming out of warp in full red alert. Okay. I'm not even talking yellow. We are full red alert. All systems, all systems primed, full spread torpedoes active. We are sh- we are showing up with our teeth bared. Sure. Um, you drop out of warp, and the first thing you see is a massive, massive station. It is. It looks identical to the Halloran station. It is in every respect identical to that station, um, except it's in better shape because um, the Halloran station was kind of run down. Um, there are dozens of alien ships, uh, many of which you've never seen before. You've never, the uh, Starfleet has never encountered most of the ships that are here. Um, uh, it is, there's a lot of activity moving around the station, a lot of ships moving in and out. Um, and as soon as you drop out of warp, there are, uh, there are seven of the Bishari smaller ships that, that, uh, that fly to intercept. I do have them here. Hang on. Um, Bishari fighters, that's these things here. Those of you who have ever played uh, Wing Commander, they're right out of Wing Commander. Uh, and then there are two of these, which are the Bishari cruisers. That is a size six ship. Ooh, shit. And there are two of them. Uh, what, what size category is the Europa? A four. You, so the, you boy. The quote-unquote fighters are size threes. And that big thing is a size six. Uh, for reference, a size six would also be like a Romulan Dideridex. Yes. Shit. <laughs> yep. What is our mission here? We're, we're just coming here because this was the last known location of Lupec. Yeah, it's mostly first contact kind of stuff and just gaining more information on the region. Plus, you guys were looking into where, what the gel, what... The idea was to find out partially where the gel was going, what it was used for, that kind of stuff. That's one thing that was sparking you guys' your guys' interest in coming this way, but also first contact kind of information. Yeah, I would, I would love to. Superpowers. This is known as one of the superpowers of the region, and nobody has really had a chance to explain. Like, the Federation has not yet encountered them close up. Right. I, I wish Ambrose was better primed for this diplomatic position. <laughs> um, well, you still have two... Uh, to amend them. Um, and I'm going to take those complications as threat for now because I think I'll use them. All right. Okay. Um, so the, the ships, the, the seven small, smaller ships come heading your way. Um, and like I said, there are dozens and dozens of ships in the area, including one. Uh, there's a wormhole that is open that a large ship is going into uh, to leave. Not one of their ships, but one, a large ship from one of the other races. Uh, is heading to 
Um, you are hailed by one of the smaller craft. <laughs> Drop speed 20%, maintain course, ignore that hail, hail the lead larger ship. Aye, aye. Uh, uh, Silva will. Oh, the, the people from the planet have returned at this point, right? Yes, yeah, everybody's back. Okay, uh, yeah, Silva will. Uh, Drop the drop the speed. Uh, open up the channel with the lead, or hail the lead ship, uh, and ignore the the other hail. This is Captain Irani Ambrose of the United Federation of Planets. We hear we've heard tales of a formidable and impressive species out in this region. And we figured we would come and take a look and discern for ourselves whether that is the case. Will you answer me? I will not speak to functionaries. You stumped me. I need a character that I didn't have planned. I mean, you can just make, you can make, this one. Making the same character just change the, change the right. <laughs> Yeah, I've already got characters assigned to like specific things, but this character I don't have anywhere. So I am General Lackey. You will listen to what I have to say. Uh, I have a name. I just didn't have like. (laughs) Anyway, it's fine. Um, I am Istara. This comes up on the screen. Um, A a female lioness looking character wearing blues, wearing weapons and things like that. I don't know if you guys can see that image or not. Mm -hmm. I was trying to share it, but it won't let me. Istara? Istara. I-S-T-R-A. Istara. Um, I am Istara, command, uh, commander of the Naval. Welcome. Uh, state your business in our system. I believe I already have. We've heard of an interesting and possibly formidable race of into our own abilities and it is always fortuitous or at least entertaining to meet civilizations of equal standing so if this is a place of trade and well coming together we are here to extend uh, a hand a cup a hilt Whatever it is you value. Kind of turns sideways and smiles a little bit. You seek a formidable race. Do you seek combat then? There are many different kinds of combat. Some more civilized than others. We are, as a people, always looking to better ourselves and test our mettle. Only two things are tested here. And that is, there are three things. The will, the soul, and the steel. Not the soul, the spirit. Which do you wish to test? Or are you here simply for trade? All are welcome aboard the bazaar. Very good. Well, we are here to trade. At least at first. If we determine this will or soul or spirit worth our time, we may indulge. She kind of licks her lips. I look forward to it. In the meantime, proceed to docking. Proceed to dock at heading 734131. 
Confirmed commander. Welcome to the bazaar. And then she hangs up on you. What, if anything, did I get from my, uh, my empathy? Because Ambrose is half Hellenian. Um, uh, eagerness. Definitely an eagerness. Uh, not just the idea that she's eager to meet new people, but that she's eager to test, uh, you know, you're a new ship. She hasn't killed you yet. You know? Okay. <laughs> You can tell she likes us because she hasn't blown us up yet. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, you proceed in. Uh, while you're proceeding in, you see another uh, another wormhole in a different area open. Um, anyone that would like to make a science reading? Originally, I had this plan to be more of a secondary ship thing, but we're not going to have one of the characters. So go ahead and make a science roll right now. Uh, I think it's safe to say Yezabeth is manning the sensors. Sure. Yezabeth and O'Connor can both make a roll and the ship can assist. One for Yezabeth. Uh, oh, the other ones. The other ones are. Yeah, okay. That's three. 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 So four successes from Brian and the ship, and one from uh, O'Connor. That's five total successes, right? And five difficulty uh, two. So you have plus. Go ahead. Plus, we have two bonus questions. Okay. So you have uh, five total questions, or possibly you can save some of those. Um, momentum but go ahead and ask five questions what you get uh is observing the wormhole it looks uh to react very much it look both in appearance and general reaction very similar to the ds9 wormhole mature and wormhole is better termed um uh, and similar to the ones in the maelstrom although much more uh controlled than the ones in the maelstrom um Scans show the station emits a large, a huge amount of lepton uh, from a stream near the base of one of the projectors, uh, and that the wormhole opens. So you can ask questions from there. Uh, do we tell where the wormhole goes? Uh, based on the information you have from this scan and from the the first scan, you see that there are uh, each wormhole that has been opened so far has a different gravitational. Signature, different Mason signature, and different lepton activity uh, produced in the wormhole, which indicates that they may be opening to different locations. Mm, interesting. Leptons uh, are the same. Sorry, go ahead. Follow up question: Do they seem to have control over where it goes? It does appear to. It, it does appear that by modulating the the lepton and Mason fields, they should have some level of control over it. Yes. Yes, uh, Beth will say that out loud. Yeah. Captain, this is fascinating. They seem to have control of the wormhole. Like they can point it wherever they, they can point it to certain places. I've never seen anything like this before. Nor um, have I. That is incredibly advanced technology and quite dangerous. Clarification question. Mm -hmm. Um, are we looking at multiple wormholes, each of which have a specific static place they go to? Or are we looking at a wormhole that changes location? That you don't have enough information on yet. You'd have to get more information. You didn't okay. have to go through it or get on the station and find out from there. 
Uh, your best guess with what you have and what Eva can put together is it is a single entry point with multiple exit points. Okay. I, I was actually asking out of character because you, you've said wormhole and wormholes. Sure, sure. Both. So it's, The okay. starting point appears to be basically in the same location each time, but the destination end is different. So, or appears as though it is probably different. Okay. Without going into it or sending a probe through it or anything like that, there's no way to be 100% right. sure. But based on the speculation you have and the, the science that is there, as well as Eva's interpretation of what's going on, that's what you get. I got another question. Mm -hmm. uh, so you said the station uh, is very similar to the exact line. Uh, does it look? Like it looks in every way identical to the, the station at Halloran. Okay. Uh, can we tell how old the station is? Like, does it is, does it come from around that time? Does it look like they come up? It is around the same age category. So what is it? About a hundred and a little over hundred thousand years, I think, is what we had it at. Sure, sure. Um, well, that's good to know. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like they're using the. It seems like they found a station similar to the Halloran one, but it, complete, you have completely taken it over. Um, you will remember uh, from previous episodes that the the Maelstrom was also reportedly at one time a similar station. So this would be that would be there would be three in the region, mm. but was destroyed. That one was destroyed, which created the Maelstrom. Yeah, okay. And she'll 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 also uh, remind the 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 audience uh, that that station was powered by an internal black hole. Um, that must be how they're getting so much power to control the the wormhole. Yeah, is this one attached to a black hole, mini black hole? Internally, yeah. Gotcha. Like it's inside the station because Halloran, it was sort of like attached to it. It was exterior to the station hall, wasn't it? No, that was a different station. There was a third station that was not related. That was actually siphoning the energy from the black hole. Okay. That station was a, a one-off episode. I didn't, I, I had not thought ahead to that one. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, but this one, cool. the, both the Halloran station and the, the this station are running on essentially um unlimited power a compressed black hole for the it's sort of like romulan ships but amped up larger scale yeah, yeah gotcha cool cool and you have i think three more questions or you can make them <laughs> does the station have any weapons it does not. At least nothing that you really? can identify as a weapon as a functioning weapon anyway. Gotcha. Two more. Um, are there any familiar races amongst the visitors of the uh, station? There are some semi-familiar races amongst them, including the Hidali, uh, which you remember are the blue-skinned people mm -hmm. that you guys encountered earlier. And uh, Um, a couple of other minor races that you've encountered in the region that uh, I can't remember what they are, but the Hidali are the are the primary species you guys have encountered that are here that you have any familiarity with. Uh, the rock people are the rock people here. I don't remember what um, what they were called. Uh, they actually probably would have a ship here. Yes. Um, interesting. Okay. Let me see if I can remember their name real quick. <laughs> uh. 
That was the Laramarians. Laramarians, yes. Laramarians. Um, there are no Bonanue here, which the Bonanue are the people, the quote unquote the people. They are not here. Yeah, and according to the people, they are kill on sight by the Bishari. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, the Lamarians are here and the Hidali are here. Interesting. The people were not cat people. They were. I don't remember what they looked like. No, they look like. Uh, like mostly like humans. OK, like humanoid species. They're a, yeah. a low prosthetic species. Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Forehead ridge. A high or a high prosthetic species. Gotcha. I think I'm out of questions. Does anybody else have any? You got one more if you want. Otherwise, you can bank it. You can also. Yeah, no, you already did that. Go ahead. You have one more or you can bank it. Uh, do they have. Uh, do they have open access? Like, I don't want to break into anything. Do they have open access to uh, historic and historical and cultural records? Not externally. You'd have to see about going internal inside gotcha. to be able to do that. Um, they don't have any kind of. The only beacons you're getting externally are basic sensors and. Um, <clears throat> uh, like docking coordinate stuff like the station doesn't appear to be emitting a whole lot otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ships cool. appear to be doing most of the work. The, the the larger scale vessels appear to be doing most of the traffic control and like rules enforcement kind of stuff. Um, the one thing you'll note that's different between this station and the Halloran station is um, the amount of energy being utilized internally is much, much lower, um, meaning that there is probably not as much artificial life inside, if any. This station is utilizing less power than Halloran internally, not not on the scale to open the, the, the wormholes, but on the internal on that on the big inner ring, it is using less energy. It, the less energy is directed to the internal ring is what I'm saying. The the, uh, the okay. area that makes sense. stuff like life support and internal communications and yep. intranet access and stuff like that. Correct. So mm-hmm. it's likely there's a lower population. Either a lower population or it is no, there's no mechanical life. So the AI life is probably not there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that that was the big draw of Halloran was it's it's AI. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Both. It's 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 AI and automatic internal processes. Yeah, it's AI that was functioning the station as well as the, the stuff that was processing all the things. And the fact that there was a whole species of alien of, of there was like a whole race of alien robots. Robots. Um, cool, cool. Does not appear to be true here. All right. Um, with that, you guys go ahead and dock. Um, you can uh, you can either take the the well, you don't have to dock if you don't want to, but you're in the docking region of where you're supposed to be. So you can either beam in or you can. Uh, actually dock and and walk through the airlocks and all that stuff i no i think we should beam in okay i don't i don't want them locking down our ship or anything right um who's going organizing waiting well if this is first contact that's a that's a captain's job yeah so arani 
Who else is going to? You want Mills for security or Dasavi for diplomacy? And both. <laughs> and being able to remind. Uh, I mean, if they weren't played by the same person, I would say both if you're up for that. But um, um, the other thing keeping in mind is if I'm remembering who the Hadali are correctly, the Hadali may not like Dasavi very much. They're not big fans. But they're also not the primary of the station, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the the Hadali are a whole race. It's unlikely we're going to meet the same three people we interacted with. And you're not like a war criminal known to their entire population. I'm sure she'd be fine. Um, My only concern is because we're missing Kendall. Do we want to leave an actual senior officer on the bridge? From a story standpoint, so that you have someone to interact with on the ship because we don't have Brooks. Right. That's what Lackey's for. I will say that you don't, <laughs> with, with Kendall not being here, a lot of the stuff that I was going to have you guys do, which was sci- mostly scientific research, um, you don't need a high-ranking officer for. We can have Yezabeth or whoever want to do, do that kind of stuff. You won't need a high-ranking officer aboard ship. Since Kendall isn't here, I'm not going to put you guys in the situation where you were going to need that originally. Okay. It is mostly scientific information at this point that you're going to get from the ship. If that helps you make your decision any better. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't get into a combat in two episodes from now, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we need to worry about it too much. Let's, let's just leave it vague, and then if it matters, right. give Kendall back, it's Kendall. If, it, if it's... Not it, somebody else. Sure. And they'll always get hit with an explosion early on. Um, so who do you want to take, Evelyn? Sorry you didn't come to session. We've killed all your characters. <laughs> Not killed, <laughs> just mortally wounded. Maimed. Slightly maimed. Mild maiming. You say that like that didn't happen in Star Trek all the time. We're going on a security <laughs> mission. Uh, let's bring data. Michael Dorn's contract negotiating, right? <laughs> right. So who are you going to take, uh, Brian? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, part of me thinks it should be Silva, and part of me thinks it should be um, uh, Yezabeth. I'll leave it up to the captain to decide. Who does he think it would be more useful? I think we should bring Silva and leave Yezabeth on the ship. I think Yezabeth would get more information from the ship, and Silva's wow. a bigger badass. All right, sounds sounds fun. I think it really does come down to whether we bring Dasavi or Mills, because they're both badasses in, in two different ways. Right. Well, if you've got so Ambrose has combat covered and Silva serves as a good second there. So we don't need yeah, it's, a security. Mm-hmm. I'd go with Dasavi. Um, let me see. My original away team that I had come up with was Ambrose, Amathi. Mills and Koba, <laughs> but you guys get what you want. <laughs> and that is the, the I, I didn't write it to be any way like that's what you take. It's just when I write in my mind, mm-hmm. that's what I was writing it for, mm-hmm. which means nothing. Um, so you're taking Dasavi? Yeah, I'd say I'd say we take Dasavi and then we make sure that both Mills and Koba know not to take any shit. Uh, so I I think we determined that Koba is like the main. 
I don't remember how we split them up. I know one was going to be like main weapons officer and one was going to be internal security. Cobra's tactical and uh, Mills is security. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, I want I want both of them making sure that that sensors and weapons are constantly operational and that we are that people are in position if there is a boarding attempt. Okay. And and this is a wonderful instance where Koba's Leroy Jenkins energy will be perfect. Are we going to bring the ship down from red alert? Um, no. No. Okay. We are staying at red alert. I mean, other than to beam over, because you have to beam, take the shields down to beam over, but yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, uh, red alert is more an alert status than, not, than you know, ship but, positions. Yeah, than true. Field, so. It's mostly where people on board ship are doing and what they're, they're at the heightened state of readiness. Right. Yeah, I, I want everyone ready to press all the buttons at a moment's notice. If, if we are here for, like, three days or so, you know, I'll, I'll come back and be like, uh, let people take naps, go down to yellow alert. But if, if we're if we're just here for a few hours or, or something or a day, red alert, full operational effectiveness. All right. Uh, the crew beams down into the bazaar itself, uh, into the large open air. A lot of aliens are trading and milling about, the feel of an open-air bazaar, things from hundreds of worlds, mostly unknown to the Federation. Aliens the Federation has never encountered. They all work, uh, they, there's a lot milling about going on. The, uh, the interior of the station is identical in general appearance to the Halloran station, um, but the, um, the hum that you heard before on the Halloran station of the uh, the recyclers and the the all that stuff the the systems that were keeping everything functional you don't hear it here. Um, you cut out the important part: the hum of the of the all the life support systems and the and the recycling systems of the old of the Halloran station. You do not hear here. Okay. Part. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, assuming they do have life support, it's just in better condition. Yes. Um, and it may be less automated than before. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, there is some kind of automated. There's clearly some kind of life support here because there's breathable air. Correct. Um, the soil is similar to the same. Like the 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 sky is blue. There are there are animals and whatnot floating about the atmosphere. Um, birds and the that the sort of like. Um, uh, you're just on the outskirts of what looks like the, the quote unquote, this bazaar. There's this large, um, almost middle Eastern looking open air bazaar, uh, everything you could possibly want portobello road kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. So this, this isn't like DS nines promenade. This is like whole Western European field. Yes. Yep. Um, gotcha. Distance on, uh, on the distance on a, on a, on a slightly raised hill, you can Eastern see that there are several large camps that are tented. Um, there are flags and banners, very, very medieval looking uh, heraldry kind of things like that. Um, and there are a couple of those off in the distance um, with different. Clearly, each camp has its own family or its own bears its own heraldry and stuff like that. Um, likely the lords of the area, essentially. Um, but the bazaar itself is huge open air, like straight out of Aladdin, essentially. Uh, are we allowed to bring weapons? Yes. Okay. No rule against it. Cool. cool. And actually most people here are probably most of the, 
people walking around at least are armed in some way. All right. Uh, I forget this, uh, this mechleth I took off the corpse of that Klingon I killed. Uh, that doesn't give you extra threat or something. I can just have that, right? I don't think that's an escalation weapon. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'll leave my batleth at home, but I'm, I'm taking my mechleth and a, a T2. We're not going full like phaser rifles where we've got some civility to us, but everyone's armed in some capacity. Remembering also that, that according to the information, you have, we're not supposed to get in. Yeah. Any aggression on the station can be and is likely dealt with very quickly. Mm -hmm. They're more for show to show that, you know, we are not prey. Um, as you're walking around, you do see uh, there are a few members of the Bishari. Uh, they're clearly Bishari because they're six to six and a half maybe seven foot tall in some cases cat people muscular giant cat people um they're wandering around uh they're uniformed um they each wear the same basic outfit but they're they all have different heraldries or uh markers on their um on their arms kind of a like a badge um or like a denote, denotation of their household they're part of, but that their uniforms are a joint kind of thing. I mean, they appear to be walking around doing police work. <clears throat> Anything you guys want to do? Uh, do we have a contact? Yeah, we're, we're supposed to be looking for this um, Jakari guy. Jakari is the name you have, yes. Okay. Do we know his heraldry? Was that part of the dossier? Although likely it's one of the three on the top of the hill. So. Okay. We were told, at least by this dossier, that he is the most powerful warlord of the Bashari. At least, you know, that the syndicate knows about. Yeah. Um, so who's at the very top of the hill? Who's on the apex? Who's holding the flag? Yeah, there's a, a big flag there. It's in. Uh, uh, it's largely in earth tones and bears uh, a claw, single big arching claw. Head that way. Sounds like a good place to start. All right. Is making your way through the bazaar. Um, and again, everything you'd want is on sale here. There's lots of trinkets and scrap pieces of steels and things of interest, things that you would find. There's various foods, um, including fruits and vegetables and meats. Um, although actually there's probably no meat in this section because there's a whole other section for meat, but um, oh, yeah. people are trying to hawk to you. They're, they're calling you over to try to try their products and take their things. One of them has a weapons booth. He's like, try these weapons. They're, you know, typical stuff. You'd see at like a Ren fair. Everyone trying to get you to come to their booth. Uh, Silver will step forward to one of the booths and take a look. Just poke it in particular, or just like the weapons booth or. Uh, yeah. You said there was food booths though, right? Yeah. There's uh non meat food stuffs. I'll do a quick scan. Just make sure it's edible. And then, uh, try Give it a try. There's one that looks like a spiny, like a like a small green spiny apple, um, and you uh, you see one of the people opening it, like they've they've got bought one. They they kind of crack it open and are eating the meat out of the uh, out of the inside of the plant without touching the spines. Um, sure. Your quick scan shows the spines aren't toxic, but they're probably very bitter. Okay, I'll watch them and follow what they do. Uh, crack open half of it. I'll I'll offer the other half to. Uh, 
the other two. Okay. Assuming we have some form of appropriate currency. Biomimetic gel. For this one, that's you know kind of a first first hits free kind of deal. Um, you also notice that no one is using any currency there. Everyone is is trading things that be barter system. Barter, yeah, everything is barter here. Or so far, everything you've seen is barter here. So we'll say uh, worst case scenario, we can always trade them some biomimetic gel. (laughs) 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 Um, You try the fruit, though, and it's kind of a sweet. um, The first bite's very sweet, like a like a super sweet apple, like a apple dipped in honey almost. Um, But then the the taste becomes kind of the after is kind of bitter. Strange. I'll be taking scans. Uh, you know what? I'll take a sample of it. I'll take like, I'll eat like half of it, but I'll take a sample of it, put it in the little bag and take it back to the ship. Who knows what planet? Maybe we can find out what planet it came from. Give us some scientific information. I think O'Connor would love it. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't get to bio anything. Uh, <laughs> botany anything. Yeah. I can use my xenobotany focus. That's right. <laughs> Maybe I'll keep it. You know what? I'll keep the seeds. That's what I'll. That's what I'll keep yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, you make your way through the bazaar. Uh, it's a long stretch of property. Like it, it's a lot of land, and it's the one row you're on is clearly not the only row. There are breaks every now and then. Every maybe every like thirty or forty stalls, there's a break that goes into other alleyways that are just as big, and and it's the 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 noise level is a pretty constant high volume, like uh 75 decibels high like tong would not like it here um as you get towards the end of the bazaar it tapers into what looks more like uh um kind of a recreational area there's large tables for sitting and people playing various kinds of games um laughing and talking people from all different species um the bishery are also here. There are more bishery here. Um, some of them are dressed quite opulently in uh, heavy, not heavy robes, but like light linen robes, but head to toe kind of robes, um, immense amounts of jewelry. And um, some of them are wearing head coverings and stuff like that. Um, they're sitting at the tables and they're, they're talking and negotiating and uh, working things out. And there's paperwork and, and all that kind of stuff on tables. and. Uh, this is clearly like a an area where people do business. Um, and then going on up the hill, there are three large ho- three large paths that lead out from that section um, with guards on each um, at the entranceways of each pathway. They have, uh, there's like a wooden, uh, I don't want to say trellis, but uh, like two sticks with a banner between them. They're stuck into the ground um, that you'd walk underneath sort of as banners going up to the hill. Um, and each of them has a number of guards, four or five guards, um, who are standing and t- checking paperwork or, you know, stopping people and asking who they're look, who are they here to see, that kind of thing, um, before allowing anyone to go up any farther. Uh, you're heading towards the middle one, which heads towards the, the, the top of the hill. That's what you were going to do. Mm-hmm. You were stopped by one of the guards. Um, he kind of growls at you. Papers. What sort of papers do you require? Do you have an appointment with the Lord? This is the guy you're seeing. I'm not on the page. 
Oh, hey, Johnny. It is a, a large uh, white tiger looking guy. He's wearing the white linen leather straps for his arms. He has a large weapon that is a kind of a hooked scythe. Um, and the armor that he's his armor wouldn't be quite that that big. It's it's more like just pieces of uh, sculpted golds and bronzes and things like that. More decorative than functional. Your paperwork means nothing. Your paperwork means nothing to me. I'm a captain of a formidable starship and a representative of an advanced race of people looking to engage with somebody I hear may be worth my time. We're looking for a Jakari. You see the, the, the large front uh, incisors. You seek Jakari. Very well. I suspect he would be intrigued to meet you. Proceed, but no weapons. Well, not, not no weapons. Not, do not unholster your weapons. That's right. She says. Float. Escort them. Go ahead, though. You can, you can go ahead, Brian. Uh, she she says that's right as she as she walks confidently past them. Um, Unlikely, we'll need them anyway. As uh, the large the 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 large large white uh, lion guy, oops, these are not the right people. Sorry. Um, he goes over here. Um, anyway, you were escorted up to the top of the hill by uh, a couple of the guards um, who are about 6'2". Um, they are also lion uh, in Leonin in, uh, in, in appearance. Actual lions, not not just Leonin, but actual lion faces. Um, you get to the top of the hill, there is uh, a large tent, almost looks like a yurt. Um, it's a little bit more uh, probably a little more Eastern, a little more Middle Eastern than, than Far Eastern as far as the tent looks, but it's, uh, it is a heavy kind of canvas with a lot of decorative artwork around the edges. Um, and there are banners and, and guards and all that sort of thing. Very much, very much a medieval styling, um, look. You are. Uh, the one of the guards opens the one of the flaps of the tent and gestures for you to enter. All right. When you enter, uh, <coughs> there's a lot of sweet smell of incense, and um, there's when you first walk in, there's a large table to your uh, to your left that is covered in fruits and vegetables and meats and all sorts of foods on the onto your right there's a, a whole table full of various kinds of drinks um some of which are probably alcoholic many of which are like sweets um they're clearly like a they almost look sticky and viscous um there are uh there's a single chair in the middle of the back of the tent area um everything else appears to be lots of cushions and stuff on the floor 
there are large area rugs so you're no one is sitting on the actual ground they're thick heavy woven rugs on the ground everywhere um the uh the top of the tent is covered in these large like streamers of various colors brights reds and golds um everything is kind of a red gold tone uh in here uh there's a man a man there's a missionary sitting in the chair uh he has on his side a large weapon sword of sorts uh, like leaning against the chair um and you'll see the image there but he's a a light golden skinned uh, furred i guess a lion creature with the the red and gold trimmed uh head covering he's got the covering on there his his clothing looks to match that um so the red the gold stripes on the red patterns all the fringe is kind of in gold uh almost a gold fur um and there are several other people standing in the room as well but the one that most noted is most noted is on the floor in front of him uh kneeling um kind of uh prostrate uh to the large lion is a small Ferengi we recognize as Mr. Lupek. Um, mm. He's chained by the back of his neck to a, there's a pole, uh, almost like one of those dog catcher poles. And one of the larger Bishari is holding the end of the, uh, the stick with uh, Lupek's face pushed towards the ground. Um, the, uh, the large lion looks at the 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 new people coming in which is obviously you guys Uh, i have new guests welcome Uh, go ahead before we get into the actual role play that uh that that code of conduct varun was looking into does did we get any indication that um like an exchanging of gifts or food or weaponry was a was a proper hello here you didn't get anything from the documentation that you had, but given their cultural uh, development, it likely would be something you would want to do. Um, at least to the, in the terms of hospitality. Right, right. Eat their food. You would want to give a gift in exchange kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what would we have brought? Uh, you want to take five and figure it out? The meat's... I got a someone just came in my door anyway, so take five. Uh, yeah, sure. Take, a yeah. Break. take five. All right, our ten minute, five minute break. Uh, <laughs> we are back. Can't really do anything. I'm- no, I know that's why I said in ten minutes. But um, all right, so we are back, and you are going to bring a gift for the purposes of hospitality and that sort of thing. Yes. Uh, so slung over Ambrose's shoulder is kind of an, an old style trying to fit the motif here, uh, like big yellow gourd, uh, big leather gourd shaped canteen. Uh, and inside it has a Helene delis- delicacy, muskin seed punch, uh, which is, if I recall correctly, very bitter, uh, but very healthy. Um, as you have walked in again to recap, we see uh, Lupek on the ground, mostly on the ground, um, prostrated before the large man um, with a dog collar kind of dog catcher's stick holding him there. Um, the the uh, the large guy sitting in the chair looks up and says, I have new guests. This can point kind of gesturing to uh, to Lupek. This can be resumed in a moment. 
the guard that's holding Lupek down kind of lets Lupek sit up. Um, um, and as Lupek sits up and sees you, he, he shouts, them, it's them, they took it, they have it! Um, what is your pet on about? The, uh, the, the man sitting in the chair, chair looks up and indeed this uh, cur tells me that you have something of mine. Allow me to Anything do- I have is mine. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Jakari, Lord of this, uh, the, the Jakar clan. You are in my camp. Your names are. I am Captain Arani Ambrose, the starship Europa, captain of the, Feder- the United Federation of Planets. These are two of my senior officers, uh, which I've completely forgotten who is with me. Who do we got? Silva and Mills? Dasavi. Yep. These are two. I mean, Ambrose is doing his his too big for britches things. He doesn't remember who you guys are. <laughs> these are some people that yeah, these are my functionaries. Pay no attention to them. <laughs> Uh, no, these are two of my senior officers. Uh, it's Lieutenant Silva, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Malini? Yes. Malani Silva. Malani. This is Lieutenant Malani Silva and uh, Commander. Did we get up to the Commander with Dasavi? Lieutenant Commander. Nope. Lieutenant and Lieutenant Commander Dasavi Uh He stands. I... He stands and just pointing to Lupek tells me that you have acquired the goods that I had sought. Have you brought them to me? I have not brought anything but what I have here to offer in exchange of hospitality. Anything on my ship has been earned by me and my crew. If you would like to discuss trade, that is indeed why we are here. See? Looks down at Lupek. Then I have no further need of you. And takes out his, like, just on, like, unleashes his claws real quick and just cuts Lupek's face right off. Like, Lupek is uh, spurting blood out of his face holes and falls limply to the ground. Shit. Um, the, uh, he looks to one of the servants and kind of gestures and they drag Lupek's lifeless body out of the room allow me to offer you a beverage and it point like kind of gesturing over towards the table perhaps we should negotiate he just smiles kind of big very well perhaps I can offer you the same I at the canteen at my side. I believe it is customary in a number of uh, civilized societies to exchange hospitalities. Of course. Yeah, he, one of his, one of his uh, people grabs the, the container and takes it over for one of the, uh, the glasses. Um, pours it. Pours two of them, actually. Um, uh, his drink or my drink? His, the drink you had. One of his okay. grabs it and takes it over to the table to pour it. All right. Um, pours two. Um, and then pours two of another <laughs> beverage. 
puts them on a little golden tray and brings them back over. Um, Jakari takes one of the little cups, which looks proper sized for most people, but his hands are massive. So they it's kind of dainty in his hands. Um, like Beauty and the Beast kind of like hold, Beast holding one of the fine china cups kind of thing. And he, he, ra- he raises it in, in a gesture and drinks it down. Puts it back on the table and grabs a second drink. One to friendship, or to, one to, to possible friendship, and one to trade. Gestures again and drinks it. I'll, uh, I'll match him. Please. And he gestures to some of the, the uh, cushions in front of him. Um, some of the, some of the guards that are some not guards, but some of the functionaries have moved out the 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 uh, the pillows where Lupec was sitting that are now covered in blood, and they've dragged them out and replaced new ones. But the blood stain is still on the floor that's there. Is he like gesturing us to sit at his feet? Yes, but he's staying in his big fancy throne. He goes back and sits down in his big fancy throne. Yes. All right, I'll stay standing. All right. Please tell me what you what you would like in exchange for my supplies. Um, <laughs> the Ferengi told me that latinum was the only thing people in your quadrant desired. I have quantities of it. If that is what you seek, I can make a trade immediately. I mean, Ferengi are not, uh, are by no means a proper representation of our side of the galaxy. Their use of gaudy trinkets is beneath us. <sighs> to be honest, we were here for a more cultural exchange, appraisal, as it were, to see if. There's anything worthy of trade or interaction. Your dealings with that cur were between you and him. Whatever product he may have misplaced. Well, it seems you've already given him his appropriate discipline. I have no stomach for failure or lies. Then we see eye to eye. And have you found anything worthy of interaction? Captain of the Federation? Well, I will say your uh, dispatchment there was amusing and your accommodations are interesting i certainly would not be opposed to exchanging further hospitalities there may be things we can offer each other maybe work up towards the product that uh, this frangi seems to have failed in acquiring for you 
But his lack of business acumen and further lack of competency does not entitle to does not entitle you to what is mine. Of course not. Of course not. However, the opportunity to acquire it or trade is still available. It could be. You wish to start smaller. I'm willing to hear you. What is it that you seek of Jakari? Uh, <clears throat> partway through this conversation, uh, uh, a couple of more uh, subsidiaries, lackeys, whatever, come in with a plate of what looks like uh, well-dressed uh, meats wrapped in uh, almost like a mint leaf or mint leaves, like larger style mint leaves. It smells quite good. Um, there's a, a great deal of uh, seasoning and spices on it. Uh, um, as the comes over, he hands the, puts it in front of Jakari, who takes a, a couple and puts them on a small little plate and pops one in his mouth and tells him, or makes the makes a gesture to have, uh, that you guys may eat some if you wish. What sort of things do you seek? What small trades would you like to begin with? Your cultural exchanges. Well, what finer opportunity to exchange the pleasantries of one's culture than an exchange of food and drink? It certainly smells palatable. We've tasted some of your fare while we are here, and we might be able to present to you some delicacies of our own. I'm always eager to try new things. He pops the other one, the other one of the two little things he put in his mouth. Anybody going to have any? No, so we'll have some. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it tastes um, quite unique than anything you've ever had before. The spices are, excuse me, the spices are are quite potent. There's a nice minty wrap to it, obviously, uh, in the flavor. But the meat itself is kind of a, um, well, it's one, it's warm. So it's kind of kind of weird that way, but it's uh, um, a strange kind of almost pork-like flavor. Well, whilst we come with new ideas for cultural exchange, take my hospitality and extend it. I extend it to you. And he kind of stands and gestures to the whole of the station. Uh, you know, and you get the idea, it's the whole of the station. Your people will go under the protection of Jakari for the time being. You may have a reign of the station of the bazaar itself. Go with my goodwill. That is quite hospitable. I thank you for that, Jakari. When we are done here, I may extend the same to you to visit my ship for a meal of our own. Excellent. Tell me, how do you like Roth Lupek? And we'll cut the scene there. <laughs> uh, implying that the meat you just ate there, Silva, was Lupek. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Constitution willpower to keep it down. <laughs> Wait, wrong game. Uh, wait, did you we talk safety tools? <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as we're going with that. So, all right. We'll go. Um, 
Um, uh, I would but, like. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, you two feel free to jump in. I don't want to monopolize. I'm just playing up the alpha thing. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to take up too much time. Yeah. No, Dasabi so, has largely been standing a little bit behind, but at attention to not undercut that authority yeah. um, and reading. Yes. So I'd like to do it in a role on that. Sure. Before we move on. Uh, with that scene essentially over, like I don't, I don't want to dig too deep into the the, the maneuver mm. of it, but we can mm. uh, we can get some information from that. Uh, things you want to do, and then if we want to do any additional stuff, uh, essentially I'm allowing anyone that wants to be over to the station to be over to the station. You guys have essentially shore leave, whatever you want to do. You have the protection, quote unquote, of mm. uh, of the warlord. Oh man, do we want to call this shore leave? Um, <laughs> this is a shore leave type place. I'm just saying, you have the option. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Koba would have a grand shortly. Yeah, I, I think we can send down uh, away teams, but it's not going to be surely. <laughs> because I actually, if you, <laughs> right. If if you take her off duty, Mills could Mills could have some whatever here, too. Um, all right. So go ahead and give me the role for uh, gaining additional information on Jakari and his peoples. Um, Determine that was your mental. Acumens. I don't know what insight it is though. Command? Um, I would say it's insight in something. Well, yes. Insight in probably command. Ambrose, if you want to assist since you have the I was just gonna ask, yeah. Yeah. We'll do cool, a cool. normal role, even though that's not really how this works. Uh what do you mean? Am I rolling one die or my usual two or more you're rolling one die assisting gotcha gotcha yeah uh insight command yeah all right uh and i do have a focus in diplomatic relations sure. difficulty because you're just doing your own power so it's just asking questions gotcha cool 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 another one from arani that's two total um, and then, yeah, uh, there's definite confidence in Jakari. He is the Lord of his manor and he's the Lord that he, he is the powerful guy he thinks he is, or at least he thinks he feels fully confident in his, in his power. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely wants the biomedic gel though. Like that is not a, um, you can sense his desire to have it and, it, and, and more than just a, passing uh i want to do trade kind of way mm-hmm. yeah this this isn't like ooh fancy new commodity i don't have he has a purpose for it and he wants it for, yeah. yeah um you also get the general impression that he is extremely honest um like that he when he said that he holds lies to be distasteful um the the flash that you got in his mind was essentially the same as that lupek got to his face um, he will kill <laughs> for the slightest offenses if he's lied to. If he believes he's being lied to, he will kill. Um, and he has no problem with just murdering people. Um, you do get the sense that he had at least some uh, passing respect. He, he appreciates that you are not a coward, um, but that by the time the, the meeting is over, he still has not fully placed you in a category, but uh, the leanings would be that he he has some respect for uh, for your your uh, actions thus far. So, any other questions? You got two. 
Not sure you really need them, but you've got to. Uh, aside from the biomimetic gel, just looking, you know, along with the empathy and 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 some of uh, Dasavi's telepathy, uh, non-invasively, of course, right. uh, but also just looking around his mannerisms, the people around him. Can we determine someone or something that is very important or at least very valuable to him? Something that may be used as leverage. Um, you can see that the way they the way they're set up and and things like that. The the trade that Jakari seems to be interested in is largely technological. Um, he is he has a lot of uh, technology that you would did not see down the bazaar like um pad data pads and things like that that not everyone was using um but you don't see any kind of energy manipulative devices there's no replication devices there's no scanners or sensors like they don't have tricorders anything like that um so the the general idea of what you probably gather is that and plus the information you got from from denny um, they want weapons tech, or at least aggressive technologies. Say weapons technology. Jakari specifically is looking for technology that can advance his people in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else appears to be highly focused on weaponry, uh, whereas Jakari has specifically gone appears to have specifically been trading for things that are not weapons. Okay, not weapons, but also not energy matter devices or scanners. He doesn't. Well, he doesn't have any of those. That doesn't mean okay. he wouldn't trade for those. He doesn't have them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, that may be. And biomedic gel is one of those things that can be used to replicate so many things, including foods and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. it may be that he is looking for the opportunity to, in some way, advance beyond just uh, murder hoboing everyone. Mm. He's opposed to it. He just maybe he's looking for right. other things. Um. But a little askew of that, were there any dissenting internal voices? Anyone not that. In this room. Nope. Okay. Not in this room. So his people, at least the people that were there, are very loyal. Yes. Do, do we want to ask about the wormhole? Uh, if we. If uh, if we played that scene out anymore, that that would have come up and might come up in in future role play. I imagine we're going to have more meetings with with Jakari, yeah. but I was going to give an opportunity to get more science done. And if you guys want to have anyone else go to the station, some stuff that isn't talking with Bishari um, to see the station and the culture. More. Mm-hmm. Well, Silva would definitely want to look into the worm. That's a Starfleet uh, Starfleet intelligence uh, priority. I think. Mm-hmm. But just before we move on, just to clarify the last thing you said to me, it seems like he wants to advance his people beyond just being murder, prey, like he wants to engage in what we would consider more civilized. Yes. Okay. Advancement of culture as opposed to advancement of military society. Gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. You also got the impression, based on just his demeanor and everything else, that he is an educated individual, a very nice individual. Nice. Uh, sorry, Brian. Science it up. Uh, I wasn't going to do science. I was going to do information here. Um, let's go ahead and before we get to that, let's go ahead and go back to the ship and do some more on the ship. Um, ships, uh, as as this is supposed to be an, uh, an Eleanor scene, but since she's not here, we'll have 
Yezebeth can uh, can run the run point. Um, as you spend some time there, you know the obviously the captain and company are down on the sh- uh, the station doing their thing. A few hours have passed while they're chatting and moving around the bazaar. Um, in that time, ships come and go. In the span of a few hours, dozens of ships have passed through various incarnations of the wormhole, each with different designs and markings. Um, scans of the area show there are some 70 unknown species in the system, um, both on the station and their ships in the system, that kind of thing. So at least at least 70 um, previously unknown to the Federation type species. If you want to make any rolls, you may do so. Any science rolls that way, either for the wormhole or for the station or anything else. Would we be able to get information? So what would we need to do to gain information beyond what we gained? Um, to gain any additional information on how the functionality of the wormhole exists, uh, you'd have to be on the station, probably in the back end. If you, as you remember, on Holleran Station, there was the main area where everything lived, and there was the back area where everything was kind of managed and run, like the kind of behind the scenes of Disney kind of um, area. You would have to get into that area, that behind the scenes Disney area. To get real information, sure. Um, but as far as on the ship, we wouldn't be able to get any additional information. Uh, I'm willing to answer some additional questions as far as things go, but being able yeah. to really get deep into it, you'd have to, you know. Yeah, we didn't even use any any. We didn't have any other questions. Yeah. Um, I didn't think of any more. So, uh, I mean, if there's something we can do that would be able to get us access to more specific information, um, I'm happy to do that. But if if you could send a probe, you could is. Um, but I'm not sure how much of that you really want to do. Is there a way we could use the SSH's knowledge of Halloran to find a backdoor into their communications array? Sure. You want to tap into the whole comma system? Uh, like use that as a as a bypass to tap into their internal computer systems to try to get at least preliminary information of whatever Brian's on about. Sure. Like we'll still need to get back there, but you might you know might help us pinpoint. Sure, 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 sure. Um, just to get a, a technical spec readout kind of thing. Yeah, I would allow that. Um, so I think the SSH would do uh would be the primary on a on a deeper gather information role. Um, and obviously that would be Tani, but she's not here. So um, I'm, I'm just offering, you know, my potential in for whatever Brian wants to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. To tap into the communication is definitely a possibility. Yeah. Uh, sending a probe. Uh, you could also just beam into the back end of the station. Like it's not hard. Like they don't have shields or anything. You could beam in and mill about. Um, whether or not that would be taken as a, an offense in some way, if you were caught, it's hard to say. But yeah, I think I think I want to do that with Silva. Um, I'm I'm thinking specifically of stuff I can do from the ship, which it doesn't sound like there's much. Um, you know, tapping into the communication might be a good idea. Sure. Um, yeah, maybe. Um, Yezabeth will go see the SSH. Uh, I think that's an interesting scene. Uh, um, O'Connor can be there as well, uh, since we uh, our communications officer is busy at the moment. Just mm-hmm. that once. You'd probably have to go to yeah. the meet in the, the the area where Eva is, anyways. The into the that section of the whatever, so because you would need Eva to be able to take yeah. stuff. 
Sure. Well, yeah. the, the SSH can pop out of any hollow emitter on the ship. I believe we even have some on the bridge. Uh, or you can go hang out in his requisitions closet. Hey, the, 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 I think uh, with Ava is a good place. Uh, uh, I, I will say if I if because we never really got into this, uh, the SSH would have written reports to Starfleet standards, but he wouldn't have uploaded his entire memory just straight into Eva's data banks because that's integrated into his core personality. That is him. That is his. The, okay, gotcha. Actually, in different computer cores, anyways. You're, the yeah. SSH functions off the secondary core, um, and and Eva is not part of the secondary core at all. Cool, cool. That was. We discussed that early on is that the secondary core on the ship is its own entity, its own thing in the event they have to turn Eva off. Yes, yeah, sure. As an actual ship. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, yeah, Elizabeth will go down there. Uh, she'll, she'll, she'll press the button and say, uh, uh, SSH, uh, if you have a moment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> ah, Ensign Hage. What is it I can do for you? Thank you for being so polite. Yeah, yeah no problem. Uh, listen, hey. I don't get I'm... pleasantries from many other officers. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, hello. This is getting awkward. Okay. Uh, listen, I got an idea. I, I think we've gotten about as much information as we can get from external scanners. But you know the systems of Halloran Station pretty well. Am, am I right? I do. Well, In a what, sense. What if we tap you into the systems? We might be able to get some internal information. I may be able to reroute some of my core programs to de-encrypt and decompress some of the necessary files from Halloran. I have had to encrypt and highly compress all of that information. The ship would not be able to contain all of the information I had gained on Halloran. But I may be able to find some means to tap into some unsecured external systems. Halloran and the two other stations like it were extremely potent in their time, extremely advanced. It's likely much of that technology is either degraded or improperly used or not used at all. But for a proper integration with this station, I would need physical access to its main drives. Hmm. O'Connor, do you have any ideas of maybe ways we can get him in there from the ship? I'm not, I'm not opposed to beating him over if we have to, but uh, you know, that would require the captain to say so. Well, communications would likely be the, mo the 
easiest and most non-invasive means. But apologies. Non-invasive is definitely the way to go. Um, anything more handed, I suppose, is very risky. These are not a people we want to anger. Well, uh, no risk, no reward, I suppose, but um, let's see what we can get off the station first. The communications are a great idea. Very well. Uh, Correct. If uh, if all goes well, perhaps we will find um, something more suitable to the uh, the experiences I have gained on Halloran. It would be nice to get back to a facility more capable of holding my entire programming. I feel kind of insulted. The ship not good enough. I'm sure the Europa is... I know that the Europa is quite a uh, highly advanced ship for the Federation. However, that is dwarfed by Halloran, and, well, it would require a vast amount of the ship's computers, the, the ship's computer systems for me to fully unveil everything I had gained during that time. I do not have access to that level of processing or storage power. Well, uh, we, we try and make do, I guess. Uh, yes, I suppose you do. It does not take that much processing or computational power to replicate blankets. Right. Okay, well, hey, look, we're doing something that is more than replicating blankets. Let's give it a shot. Yes. Let me make a phone call for you. And he goes over to the console and just taps in because it doesn't need to use the console. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Give me a. Let's do a roll. Let's do a. Uh, load a fucking sheet for me roll. Um, let's do. Control and engineering connect into the station with a nice secure connection uh eva may assist uh who should be it wants the eva to assist who do we think should be over the primary i don't know but she's not here <laughs> well, who uh, who in the scene should do the primary uh as say should be primary and then the two uh, others the o'connor and yazabeth can both assist along with the ship. Gotcha. difficulty is three advanced technology and all that um uh no benefit for the SSH's involvement. However, once you're inside, I will give you a bonus momentum. Gotcha. All right. Yes. 
uh, control engineering. I don't think I really have any focus that applies, but the SSH isn't a very you know leveled up character. Two, three, four, five. No, two, three, four. Uh, you didn't roll. Okay, that's it. that's four. That's four. So we need one more for the ship and one more for O'Connor. O'Connor is no help. Ship, however, is. So that gives you five total. Nice. That leaves you with two. Um, you access into you have access into the communication systems. Um, the SSH, uh, as soon as the comm systems are logged, are, are, are hooked in and routed to the SSH um, for inspection, uh, there is a kind of an, an artificial jitter uh kind of one of those vhs jitters um and it kind of it starts as he he shakes uh and kind of glitches for a second and then you get that tracking thing that happens on, a, on old vhs machines for a couple of seconds and then uh, uh and then he's back to normal uh, as it's doing that tracking thing his starfleet com badge briefly changes to the insignia of halloran station and then back again which never mind that is the second time that has happened I'm trying to be subtle. I know, but, uh, subtle <laughs> when what? When Evelyn is mostly asleep. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Not pumpkin time yet. But it might have been last time. So anyway, True. Uh, you've got. Yeah, I don't remember last time at all. Yeah. No recollection of that. Um, that was like two sessions, two sessions ago. Um, so you have access to the Halloran station. You have three momentum, uh, three questions you may ask. Um, you have in access to the internals through communications. You can access any communications that are going on. Um, you also are seeing some of the communications systems uh, have have at least uh, tangential connection to the wormhole system itself, um, as it uses emitters and whatnot to be able to do that. Um, and uh, the SSH, you would also note, uh, you alone, that there are a number of. Uh, less than secure access points outside of the constant to get into deeper parts of the station that you desire. Um, you would not be able to get into the full access of the station, obviously, um, without a lot of work from here. It'd be way easier to do it from onboard station. Um, there, there are what? Back, there are several back doors into other parts of the system, um, but not into the main control system. Like digital back doors? Correct. Okay. So, any questions? Questions? Anything you guys want to do with this access? You have three momentum. Can we find out what they are requiring to get into the um, the the wormholes? Like, is there like a what, what kind of permissions are going out to ships that transfer into the wormhole? Um, sure. Yeah, you guys can access that data pretty easily. Um, mostly it just seems to be, uh, ships that are, that have, um, freedom of trade essentially. So it is any, any ship that has been granted a trade permit, um, by one of the, the Lords, the two primary warlords you're getting information about are Jakari 
and another lord by the name of boop, 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 um, Denaki, D-E-N-N-A-K-I, Denaki, uh, who appears to be another one of the primaries of the station. Um, big movers and shakers. Um, the For the most part, any ship that came through a wormhole is allowed to go back through their own uh, back to their own location. This does confirm also that they are clearly going to alternate locations. Um, however, if a ship wants to come into from one system and go to a different system, they have to have the uh, the trade permissions from one of the main lords. Of which you find that there are actually probably dozens. There are dozens of lords that can give permission, but the two most um, common that you're finding are Jakari and Dakani. Dinaki, sorry. Um, but yeah, ships are going through. They're coming in from one sector and some of them are going to other sectors. You get a lot of information on comm systems and comm things like from the other systems too. Like you can see that there are outposts um, in others in the systems on the other side. There are Ashari uh, quote unquote outposts. They're likely to be just large versions, like those larger ships that are like they've encountered already. The two that you've encountered, there's likely one or two of those gatekeeping the the wormholes on the other side. Sure. Uh, using the internal information, are we able to figure out where the wormholes might lead to? Like, is it in their computer records? Um, yeah, you can get an, a general idea of, like, based on comp systems and traffic from mapping and all that kind of stuff, that they are from all over, uh, largely the Delta Quadrant, and in some cases, the far reaches of the alpha quadrant like the other side of um cardassian space and like that there is not much that goes on into the known regions of space for you guys some of it is delta quadrant some of it is the the gamma quadrant um but there's a lot of coverage based on the 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 various maps and communications that you're able to put together um you can map out probably about a dozen locations of where the where you expect the the output the outgo the outpouring would be that's huge it's big um as a use for i'll take that one away as use for the other ones you also can gain some information uh that it appears to be using uh um It doesn't appear as though they can just randomly appear wherever they want. They appear to be using some kind of subspace tunnel uh, to open the various ones. They, like the, you've got to a point where there's a tunnel opening here, but the tunnel can point to in different other tunnels. That makes sense. Kind of a train switch. You know how like you get a, tra- a set of tracks that goes this way, and you have a switch. The switch can point to different sets of tracks to go in different directions. That's kind of the impression you're getting based on the stuff that Eva is putting together along with the systems that you guys have already gone through. Anything else? All I can really think of. Right. So 
anyone want to beam down? Do you want to go back to the Jakari's conversation? Do you want to, anyone want to go explore the station? Otherwise, um, come back to the ship and any, where do you guys want to see the story go next? I have tons of stuff to go here. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would like to see Silva try and find out more about these guys asking around. You're going to go just asking around like the bazaar or how, yeah, over here, listen to, to try to overhear some conversations, do some intelligence gathering, okay. you know, the kind of stuff she's good at. Let's, um, let's have a scene before that to determine what the, so the crew can as a whole come up with a plan of what we're going to do. So the captain is on board with everything and we know. Sure, sure. I'm a golfing Yeah. Let's go ahead and go back to the ship uh, and have a, a meeting aboard ship and you guys can discuss what you want to do that way. So you guys can set some goals and come up with any way teams you want to do that kind of stuff. Sound good? Um, yeah. Uh, but just to contextualize that, now that Lupec is dead, no more. do we really have a mission here? Do we have a purpose here? Oh, we still need to find yeah, out. That what- was a conversation that I wanted to have with the captain at some point, probably off the station. The, yeah. We don't really have much of a mission here beyond now you're just here as Starfleet scientific. So the only reason to stick around here is if we want to stick our Starfleet noses in places it doesn't belong <laughs> for the purpose of fun story. Uh, well, I mean, that's the whole point of Starfleet, right? There's a lot of technology here that'd be nice to have. Uh, like there's yeah. opportunity here for, for, for significant Starfleet connections. Um, but there is no particularly assigned like Starfleet doesn't have you out here for any particular mission. It is more of a, you are a captain with a starship. Go do captain starship things. Okay. So, okay. It is, yeah, let's drop into that scene. We'll, we'll talk it out. Yeah, your mission is discretionary. <laughs> so board, back aboard the ship. <clears throat> you guys are in the um, conference room. Well, uh, uh, I assume full senior staff plus anyone who you know needs to be there. Yeah, I think it's safe to say we've shared sh- shared the information that we've all gotten with each other. So everyone's yeah, on the same. has access to everything you guys would know. So. We just we just finished. Oh no, I've lost everyone. It's <laughs> the brief. The brief. Let's be. Yeah. Let's be. <clears throat> all right. Well. Unfortunately, what semblance of a mission we did have here uh, seemed to have seems to have expired when Lupec did. That was that escalated very quickly. It's unfortunate we could not barter for his safe release. But I believe that was a demonstration as much to him as it was to us as to the grasp and sensibilities of the Bishari and this station. So the question remains now, do we stick around or do we leave? We have no official business here. Well, those wormholes, just imagine how much we could go to places that we've never seen before. Uh, That is a huge wormhole span, Delta and Gamma Quadrant plus access to farther reaches of the Alpha Quadrant that aside from 
org tech, I've never heard of anything that has that reach. Yeah. Plus, we, we also still don't know what they were planning on doing with all this biomimetic gel. We assumed it was for Gothmara. It is troubling that it was instead for the Bishari. That's a good point. We should figure out what they are planning to do with it. It's curious the thoughts that flitted through Jakari's head when he was talking about the gel. He seems to want an improvement for his people. Might be worth exploring that further. I don't know that it giving him the gel is necessarily a good idea. But perhaps helping him find other methods. It's a good sign for first contact if we can help ease them in a more gradual, safer technological and cultural progression. But their society is very warlike and aggressive. If we do grant them advanced technologies, they could be used against us or, well, apparently the entire galaxy. This is true. And his... His idea of advancing his people seems to be a hell or high water sort of thing. Yeah, you, you come with me or I drown you. We may want to look into more of the internal politics of the Bazaar and the Bishari as a whole. There does seem to be this other warlord, Dinaki. I would be interested to see how their politics align, or more importantly, don't, given exactly what you said. That could be something to look into. Captain, if I may, it also seems that a, a hasty withdrawal at this time may be seen by the Jakari, by the Bishari as an act of cowardice. You have made inroads already. Simply walking away now may be seen as intimidated, as if you were intimidated. That is a good point. We should stick around at least. Uh, we should stick around and continue to trade. I would not recommend going as high up as the extremely large shipment of biomimetic gel, but we can continue to make further deals and perhaps... Um, they, they could be using the biomimetic gel for medical purposes, who knows? They could, but I believe that is a... I believe that actual trade it may be beyond the Europa. I believe that is, at least in this quantity and with the level of technological and cultural disparity between our two people, I believe that is a conversation better suited for the Starfleet Diplomatic Corps. I bet Starfleet would give up a hell of a lot of biomedic gel for access to that wormhole. Assuming, Potentially. Assuming that we knew it wouldn't be used for as a weapon. 
that could be a good way to entice them. I do agree. We've given away more and worse for less. So it sounds like we should have a team set up to survey the political situation of the Bashari. We should have a team set up to continue cultural and uh, trade conversations. And if we can manage to do so discreetly, we should learn what we can about this station. I would be interested to know when they took over this facility. They obviously are not at the same level of technology as whoever initially built and operated this station and Halloran, or I would be extremely surprised to find that the case. I think the best place to get the, that, that information is the back areas of the station, the places, uh, you know, the, 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 the maintenance areas and the places that we saw at Halloran that have, they don't allow people in. Would you authorize covert operations against them? Yes, Beth, you said this station is drawing significantly less internal energy draw for things like life support, surveillance, automatic processes. Uh, according to my calculations, yeah. It may be that they do not have full access or at least surveillance of this of the entire inner workings of the station. If that looks to be the case and we can maintain that, I think that is important enough information to risk. Should it come up, it's simply smart to fully understand one's um, equals. So what was that? Who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll respect us more for it. I would advise not engaging, uh, should you. No, perhaps that uh, that is not the way to go with these people. I would hope that any infiltration of these internal systems would go unnoticed, but if not, defending yourself might may be required and, well, potentially even more politically advantageous than fleeing. So I'd like to put a team together, if you don't mind. I'd like the SSH and Mills. The quartermaster. He knows the systems of Halloran Station better than anybody ever. So I think he'd be uh, very useful. Savi will speak up and say, I agree, Captain. This also is an opportunity to help him feel valued, which I know has been a, since Halloran, a longstanding issue. I know we don't see eye to eye on AI and their feeling. Something to consider, sir. I'm not sure I will ever get used to programs. Um, very well. 
I would advise that whoever is on that team keep an eye on the SSH and make sure there is not any contamination of the pro of his programming. I think that's when the SSH appears on one of the back uh, screens in the conference room. Captain, I believe my my programming is sufficient to countermand any corrupting influences of the station. I was able to prevent Halloran from doing such. If you remember, I was invaluable in the safe integration and egression of Halloran Station. Very well. Everyone has made a good point in your defense. You know these systems. Any other concerns while we are here? Kobo will, Kobo, Kobo will speak up. I think if we send a political party, I think it might do to bring some extra muscle around. Because I, I don't know how lo- much, I don't know how long it's going to take for a fight to break. But given what we know about these guys, probably not long. depends on how they see us, but I agree. We should make sure that every party is accompanied by individuals who are overtly capable of defending themselves. Great. Then I'm happy to make that soiree. I would advise, however, that... That such involvement and that such, well, facade, for lack of a better word, is to maintain our appearance of, what is the term they use? Predator cast. If we show ourselves to be physically and tactically competent, they won't mess with us. Not on the station, it is against their ways. The Bach. If we, conversely, we should not have any teams down on that station who are not capable of defending themselves, because if they smelt that out, they will strike. I would make sure that everyone who goes down on that station is physically and and tactically capable of presenting as such. Once they get a look at my guns, they won't be messing with us. Um, this is not to derail, but uh, in fact, I'll give you the information after, so I don't derail. Go ahead. One look at these guns, and they wouldn't—they'll—they'll they'll start. Now, I promise, Captain. And Mills subtly rolls her eyes a little bit and shakes her head. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. In this case, you might not be. <laughs> Damn straight. Just keep the safety on those guns. We don't want to strike first. No, no. Party. No party fouls, Captain. He gives you an eye, but nods. Well, I believe that is three separate away missions. Put together your teams. Third? 
politics one, the infiltration one? Uh, politics, infiltration, and continuing negotiation for for you know trade and cultural exchange. I see that as different as political investigation. Okay, they don't have to be, but that's how I how I seen it. Gotcha. You could also take. I, I was thinking. You just take on one larger group, and it's that larger group up. Once you're doing like you five, go deal with trade. You three, go deal with this. Sure. So yeah. as long as individually, again, those two separate groups are able to maintain the the guise of predator. Fuck. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, I will note that you guys did gain some additional information uh, while doing some of the other some of this looking around. You've known you've learned that the car, the massive star that that is the star down the way here uh, that the systems that the Sherry's systems are around is called Ricarta. And the three Bishari worlds are known as uh, Hercalis, Maricatum, and uh, Zenkesti. Can you put that in the beta? I can. Thank you. I will put them in OBS first. And then I will get them to you guys. Excellent. Um, I don't have anything else. Uh, anything else you guys want to do? I, I don't want to get too deep into anything else because it's already 930. Oh. Um, so unless you guys have any other scenes you want to do, uh, we can wrap a little bit early. I mean, I have stuff I want to do, but it's all... Oh, is it pumpkin about. time already? <laughs> only, only because <laughs> we get anything deeper, we're going to go way over. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any... Uh, any can we figure out who's going on the teams? Obviously, uh, since Kendall will be here next time, uh, not be here. She will not. Yeah, will not. she's away okay. for the next two weeks. Yeah the the mission that deals with uh, uh, the giant cat people, Amathi will not be here for. <laughs> no, no, disappointing. I know. Uh, so infiltration mission is Silva SSH and Mills from Ev Mills Mills. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hang on, let's put this aside. Let me let me create the little packets over here. We've got Mills, we've got Silva, and the SSH. Uh-huh. I think somebody already moved them, was moving them for me. That was me. Yeah. Uh, how about the diplomatic mission, the actual uh, cultural discovery mission? Koba, Koba's going on that one. Okay. That would also be a good one for Vren, probably. Although it could be anybody. O'Connor. Um, or is, yeah, because O'Connor's not going on the secret, secret, super secret mission. No. As yeah, long as like, that's O'Connor from the last two episodes and not right. O'Connor from the previous episodes, because she would be prey as soon as yes. she corporealized. <laughs> uh, I would also give the advice. Uh, this is just based on your guys' observation, I would not send Tong on this mission at all. Because obviously, yeah. the Ferengi are seen as not, uh, as not being viable. Nope, By all means, again. certainly never do or bad things will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm t- Oh, you guys are freezing up on me. Yep. All right, it's better. Oh, we're so close. Okay. Who should we not send for something? You should not Tong. send Tong. Oh. Don't send Tong. Yeah. No. Clearly, clearly the Ferengi are not seen as as uh as Bach. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Lupac has ruined your reputation. Uh, I, I have a, I have a, I have a proposal. I think Koba should go on the politics, not the trade, because I think that'd be mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I think Lackey should go with Varen and uh, O'Connor. Lackey. Lackey, uh, he's got decent security. He's not the best, uh, but he's not terrible. I keep forgetting you want to make him like an actual character. I don't. I just don't have anybody better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I like that you've made the race interesting looking and that you've made the name Lackey, not Lackey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm for it. I'm for it. Um, Ambrose calls him Lackey. Yes. Uh, mostly a character. So you don't have Yezabeth on any mission currently. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess she could go on the trade negotiation, but I don't think she'd be particularly required by any means. Um, mm-hmm. We, Elizabeth and Tong and everybody else aboard the the ship. In case are we doing anything with the ship? Sure, mm-hmm. so, sounds good. Um, and Kostra. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, that sounds like. A good uh, so cultural side of things: Ren, Lackey, and who from Ev? O'Connor. O'Connor. She only has three characters. Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then the oh. political espionage side of things, or at least political information gathering. Yeah, the covert operation is Mills, Silva, and the SSH. The diplomatic corps is Lakey, Varen, and O'Connor. And then the trade commission is Ambrose. And, and the high-functioning trade stuff uh, was- is Ambrose, Oneat, and Kova. I'm a little confused at which team is which here. We have a politics team and a trade team, right? Yeah. So the team that's going to be talking with Jakari primarily and, and the upper echelon stuff would probably be Ambrose in that group. The group is dealing with probably going to talk to Dakota. I'm guessing you guys have them go talk to Danaki and gain additional information outside of what you're getting from Jakari is. Yeah. Is Vren O'Connor and Lucky. Okay. And the covert behind the scenes. Uh, sneaking around the back streets of Disney uh, is Silva, the SH, and Mills. Makes sense. It makes sense to me. I understand where I understand where you're going, what you're going for. I think so. Okay. Uh, yeah. Koba goes at the one that's most likely to have a party. So you know, the gotcha. food. Koba is going to the group with the better food. Perfect. So perfect. <laughs> All right. Ambrose, Dasavi, and Koba are going to continue their conversations with Jakari while Vren, Lackey, and O'Connor go talk to everybody else. Right. Gotcha. gotcha. Love it. Mills, SSH, and Silva are sneaking around. Right. That's my. That's how I read it, anyway. Excellent. No, that's what I got. Certain Cobas always wanted to taste Ferengi. And I'm- mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go ahead and wrap up. What moment stands out most to you this evening? Uh, Lupex face off. <laughs> yeah. That that's that's. Oh no. Uh, I like the I like the wormhole that goes multiple places. It's a new Star Trek thing, and that's always fun. Yeah. So, um, I cut out. You guys cut out for a second there on me, but uh, I liked the the way I had written the Lupex scene. Uh, there were two ways that could go, and uh, when you guys took the biomedic gel, there was narrowed down to only one way that could go. <laughs> mm. Uh, mm. Uh, who- yeah, he he kind of uh, signed his own death warrant there. There was only so much we can do when he didn't play cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
And like I said, it was a good way to show that uh, that Jakari doesn't tolerate rules. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a good scene. Ev, do you have anything? Um, no, I like. I think I'm with Brian. I like the wormholes. Yeah. Uh, who best embodied their character tonight? Did the best. The best. Yeah. Like Jack, big dogging them. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. I, I liked. Uh, I liked Silva at the beginning, just being able to get that information. I liked. Uh, yeah, that scene was pretty cool. I liked that scene. The opening Silva scene with uh, with with Denny, <laughs> the least Bajoran named Bajoran ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, Denny was supposed to originally be, but but. I went with Bajoran on the last minute. I don't think I ever wrote his race down what he was supposed to be. So just I'm, I'm assuming Denny is a is a code name. Would love, would love him to come back sometime, maybe like a rest or something. Yeah. Um there is uh depending on how you guys handle the situation and all the stuff and whether or not you give him the information that he requested. Um, yeah, what's the specific information he requested? A con- Again? He wants contact. He wanted a contact. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Set him up with a contact so that he can give it to Misha. Yeah, because that's what the Federation needs is, is someone like Misha getting who you guys don't know much about. Misha, right. But no, I've written a whole bunch about Misha. If if I really want to stir the pot or I should say, if we really want to stir the pot, we can we can get him in contact with Dinaki. Yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. <laughs> um, I can work with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Anybody else have one for that? <clears throat> Ev? No. Um. um. I like I liked Ambrose and the the very the cockiness. I also really enjoyed Silva's little yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um it was interesting to see Ambrose have a chance to be both the the hard ass warrior and trying to do the diplomacy at the same time. Like mm-hmm. like I could I could see it in your I could hear it in your voice, like where's the line? Have I crossed the line? I'm gonna cross yeah. I'm gonna toe that line. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was I was kicking that line as far as I could because I knew that I, Ambrose had to go even beyond Klingon yeah. diplomacy there. So it, it was real high risk, high reward. I, I, would, I, I was I was sweating through that. You guys let me go on far too long. I, uh, I'm curious to have a scene where Klingons would be interacting with this, with this race. I don't know how that would go. I'd like to give it a try at some point. War. It would go to war yeah. instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we don't need yet another Klingon war. They, like they can have a week <laughs> off from war. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to do it in this, this storyline, but I mean, it would be a fun storyline for the future. Yeah, it's Klingon game someday. It's that Simpsons code again with the Klingons. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what did you or your character learn today? There's a lot to have learned today. <laughs> Other than Lupex's face came off pretty quickly. <laughs> about these Vishan guys, I think they're I think they're neat. I like them. Um, I learned there is a lot more nuance to this warlike, or not warlike, to this ward anxiety, or at least to um, Jakari. Yeah, I have taken a lot of inspiration from different Eastern and Middle Eastern cultures to build these guys. So I'm hoping I'm not being offensive to anybody when I do these characters, because they are based largely on actual cultural things. And then cats, um, like take, take uh, the cons uh, from the, the steps of Mongolia to the, mm-hmm. uh, the caliphates 
Um, that's that's the vibe I was getting. Yeah, yeah. To like kind of combine those two, the the cons and the caliphates, to and then and then add in the arrogance mm-hmm. and the maliciousness of a cat. Mm-hmm. It's going. But a but a but a nod or an homage to it, as opposed to it being like yeah, I'm not parody or or um what what's what's the term culturally appropriative. I don't, I don't think we did there, but that's you know for white people. So yeah, I'm trying not to be any kind of pulling any kind of stereotypes, uh, anything like that. So that's uh, just a nod to those cultures, and you no one can write as good as history did. So that's kind of where I'm going with that. Um. What did you As a historian, I have a lot to say about that, but I won't. <laughs> uh, I've been watching the show The Great, um, catching up on season one and two of The Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I had not heard of the show until about two weeks ago. Uh, I know a little bit about the history of Russia and Peter and Peter the Great and Catherine the Great and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, and obviously they're not related. But the story that actually the, the actual Russian story of Peter the Third and Catherine the Great and all that stuff uh, is really, really dark and heavy stuff. I like the show a lot. It's really well written, but man, it's hard to write what history has done. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Oh, um. Um, so anyways, uh, two more questions. What did you see from their character or player you want to see more in the future? In other words, what kind of role playing do you want to see characters uh, explore in the future? I am looking forward to seeing more of Ambrose and the. The walking the subtle line between uh, probably trying to prove that he is prey that is not prey and actually getting something out of all of this rather than just here. We are two blustering fools who will go to war kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, uh, would love to see lackey get some, uh, character development. Yes. Yes. My name is lucky lucky. Shut up, Lackey. <laughs> uh, anything else anybody got? That horrible doctor that everybody hates. Dasavi? Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> he loves me. It's fine, except for the Adali. Yeah. Um, and that one guy that I mind fucked. Yeah. Um, he's fine. Uh, no, no, no. Um, what's her face? It called Data Data. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Lackey. Yeah. Yes. I like Blasby. I don't love I, I love to hate Pulaski. <laughs> no, see, I love to hate Kai Wynn. I just hated Pulaski. Mm-hmm. Just straight out here. Yeah, no. I, I, I kind of uh, loved Pulaski. So, I don't know. Man. You liked Pulaski or didn't like her? I liked Pulaski. She reminded me a lot of... I, I'm a big fan of Bones. Like, I, that's my yeah. character of choice. And she reminds me a lot of him, so... Yeah, they were 100% going for that. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, uh, what would you see more of, if? I am looking forward to getting to see Koba take the safety off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am so worried. <laughs> oh, I'm so worried too, but it's going to be great. Yeah. Hold on. Koba isn't. We're going to start a war. It's fine. Look, let's be honest. Koba's not been ultra violent. Like, no. He's, he's, he's not an aggressive guy. He just, look, he likes, he likes guns, but he's not aggressive. <laughs> I, why, why ninjas always kill? Why can't ninjas love? I love killing. We lost you again. I, know, Joke. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys remember the old, there was an old Verizon sponsored, like early YouTube meme guy that was, uh, he was, I am ninja. Uh, and one of the questions he answered was, uh, why must ninjas always kill? Why can't ninjas love instead? And he response was, <laughs> I love killing. <laughs> I don't think Gomez is the guy that loves killing. Talk about not aging well. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right. With that, I'm excited to uh, to get the SSH back into a an environment better suited for his sensibilities and uh, competency. Something big enough to hold his ego. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love seeing the SSH go on animal weight machine again. Yeah. I, I got to play up a little bit of the uh, the good old fashioned uh, Robert Pardo sass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let me make this phone call for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, that's my best. That's the most fun thing about playing the uh, the SS, uh, the, the doctor. Yeah, the EMH. The EMH. That's the best fun about playing him. The couple times I've gotten to play him is I just get to be mean and, mm-hmm. crazy and just. Like you are an idiot. You you are. I will do it for you because you are an idiot. Um, all right. If you could change one thing about the session, what would it be? My thing, obviously, I'm going to take the easy one, and it would be that Kendall was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's very much up her alley. Yeah, I've got oh, a lot, and I'm I'm holding, off, I, I, I'm, I'm holding off some information. Uh, I won't be able to hold off. You'll, you'll end up getting it next session, anyways. But um, let's try to push back some of the information because it also deals with some of the stuff that Tana wants to do. So we're going to get into a lot of stuff that Tana and Amathi uh, are kind of are kind of here for, uh, but we won't be able to do it. This episode is this storyline is going to go probably through her being gone, though. So like there'll be more for her to do. Um, this is the primary mm-hmm. story of the, of the season. And this will jump around a bit, but mm-hmm. I'd, uh, yeah, I'd love to see. Um, I'd love to see more like chip. Like I know we just. I know we have had a fair bit of downtime, so we don't necessarily need more. But uh, especially like like the engineering crew, uh, I would have loved to see a little bit more of uh, that rather than just getting straight into the action. Yeah. Especially, there's space for it. Like you guys can throw that in there while between stuff. It's there's in this storyline, especially in today's stuff. There was definitely space for you guys to get that in there. Uh, I just don't know how. I, I don't have initiation for it. Like I need you guys to figure out what you're going to do. Like especially if it's character driven, I don't have the initiative for it. You know what I mean? I'm, I would love like the invitation to like do that kind of stuff because sometimes it's hard to know like p- as far as pacing is this the right time for it. I think it'd be great if you like well, w- twice in the session I did say that if you guys have anything this is time to put it in. So okay, maybe maybe that's I missed it, but I did do it twice in the session. I'll, I'll make more of a point in the future to make sure that you. Know. In, that case, in that case, I wish I had heard. Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> My bad. Cut out during it. So. <laughs> That might be. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I, I took that to mean more just like filler scenes. Well, so when I when, yeah. when I say that, what I mean is if there's any story that you guys want to do with your characters, any development that you want to do behind the scenes stuff like that you want to get out of your characters, that's the time to put it in there. Um, mm. If you have your C plot storylines or like if, if you want to get into the Koba, Kostra, uh, not Koba, Kostra, the Kostra and Tong discussion, stuff like that, that's the point to put it in. Mm-hmm. Which we still can, mm-hmm. which is, we still can, since Thomas is still on the trip. We can do that next time. I would love yeah, that. yeah, there'll be plenty of time. Like the next, the the conflict of the next of this current story arc we're in is largely political conflict. Mm-hmm. Not to say there won't be actual conflict, but it's largely political conflict. So there's a lot of space in there to do other stuff, especially if you're doing things that are, um, character transitional. Like if you if you want to get into just exploring more of. Kostra's uh, uh, existential crisis that he's, you know, of his is, am I still worthy of the ship? Am I, am I ready to retire or whatever, whatever his, his things going on are. Same thing with mm-hmm. Tong, like is Tong ready to take over? Um, uh, it was, this is all really designed around having an opportunity to have every character get some screen time and to give uh, Eleanor a lot of opportunities to, to deal with crew stuff since she was going to be on the ship. 
Yeah. It's unfortunate that the timing that has worked out. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah, that that would have been a great catalyst for a lot of scenes. Just just mm-hmm. Eleanor going around yeah. to a whole bunch of people. And not even just that one on one on one, but that's sparking other conversations. Yeah. So hopefully hopefully we'll we'll get back to that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Unfortunately, Kendall's timing has a couple of times every time I've like I've gotten I, here's a good story for Kendall to meld into. She's off that episode. <laughs> and it's just it's not intentional. It's just bad timing on our parts. So. Um, I don't have anything else. Uh, anyone else have a thing they would want to change about the session? Tech issues. Yeah. The deal is. I don't know. It's funny because I'm watching an OBS and I'm still recorded an OBS. So I know that at least on the recording, I'm still going fine. So mm. I don't know. I would have to go back and watch the, the Twitch stream to see if it's still there, but I don't see any errors. Like OBS isn't showing me any, any lag issues or anything like that. So I don't know if it's, uh, I, I wonder if I can change some settings in discord to lower the, in, to lower the settings to see if that would help a little bit. Um, cause I've been checking my, my speed test too. And like, I'm getting a, I've been getting a gig down the entire game. So, you know, and a 40 up the whole game. So, And they dropped again. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and call. Allowed. Yep. Uh, I, I lost him. I'm still there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I explained some stuff. You guys don't care. It's fine. That's- we'll go ahead and call it a night there. And uh, hopefully we can get, I can figure out what tech problems I'm having on my end and get them resolved. Um, so uh, without further ado, I am Jeff Harvey, uh, Studio Tech. And you can find me all the places at Studio Tembo. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously, or this watching this on YouTube, you know where to find me, but there's more stuff out there. Uh, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your enemies. On my end. Um, uh, catch Jack at uh, the people's, sorry, the RPGs Uncovered. People's, oh yeah, that's right, you changed your thing. Hang on. You can find Jack I don't. at RPG Uncovered and all that stuff, and check out Evelyn at uh, St. Peace by Nights. And all the good stuff. And uh, I would say, say goodnight, everybody, but no one's around left to say it. So good night, everybody. everybody. We're all here, but I don't think you're actually streaming. Uh, well, I'm recording, doesn't matter. Oh. Uh, yeah. right. Well, good night then. Hello, night. <laughs>